Amnesty's Secret Comedy Podcast. Hello and thanks for downloading the Amnesty International Secret Comedy Podcast. We just finished recording the show in Edinburgh at The Fringe. We had some stand-up for Mary Burke. She bought the funny. Isn't it terrible when a black Range Rover parks too close to your car and your keys get covered in paint? <laughs> Jason Byrne revealed something rather surprising about a British Olympic gold medalist. And he took his trousers down. The <laughs> women just went, oh! And Mark Thomas told us exactly what he thinks about a certain ex-Tory MP. And also, he runs a fucking teddy bear hospital. What a twat! <laughs> Keep listening right to the end to find out how you can help Amnesty International. Please, why don't we welcome your host? Oh dear, this is embarrassing. It's me. Couldn't have really got nobody else to introduce me. Here's me, Christian O'Connell. Hello again, podcast lovers, and welcome back to Amnesty International's Secret Comedy Podcast. I'm your host, Christian O'Connell. Uh, we've got Jason Byrne, Josh Widdicombe, and Mark Thomas on the show today, as well as some great stand-up and a song at the end. <laughs> Interesting concept for our first act, celebrating 100 years of women's rights and kicking off the first wave of muffragetism. It's Mary Burke. I have no Wi-Fi in my flat, uh, which is terrible because I've become obsessed with the parenting website Mumsnet. I love it, I love it, I love it. Because it's full of smug English mummies moaning. The kind of women only drink organic milk from cows that have been constantly hugged. Now, the best time to log on to Mumsnet is after midnight because the message boards are drenched in Chardonnay and self-pity. My favourite forum is entitled, Am I Being Unreasonable? Am I being unreasonable? It's where all the smug mummies go to share their ethical dilemmas like it's a moral maze or something. So you'll get stuff like, hello mummies, I have an Albanian nanny. She works seven days a week. And in return, we allow her to sleep on the floor of the garage. <laughs> Lately, she's refusing to finish building the extension. <laughs> on the grounds that she's exhausted the lazy bitch. <laughs> I've threatened to fire her. Am I being unreasonable? <laughs> or, my husband wants to spend his bonus on a vintage sports car, but I think she replaced my BMW. It's at least two years old. Ancient. <laughs> Am I being unreasonable? Or my all-time favorite, my little boy lives Rasta Mouse and CBeebies. It's all about a Rastafarian rodent whose catchphrase is to make a bad thing good. Because sometimes him feeling vexed and sometimes I'm feeling iry, and sometimes they're ting between I and I. <laughs> I am terrified my little boy will speak English with a Jamaican accent. <laughs> am I being unreasonable? <laughs> and you really see, you think to yourself, sweet Jesus, come the revolution, I will hunt down. <laughs> Every planet raping, four-wheel driving, waitrose shopping, mums netting, Bowden wearing, Pinot Grigio sipping, tumble tots attending, yoga stretching, <laughs> Nigel Slater worshipping, Farron Ball decorating, pronouncing Barcelona and Tapas with a lisp. <laughs> Even though you're not Spanish. Thin-lipped nanny bullying, Joanna Trollope breeding, Kath Kitson wearing, blonde bobbed, annoying, condescending. But bankers need big bonuses or they leave the country. I will hunt you down, you smug, complacent bitches. And the streets will run with your blood. 
Am I being? <laughs> no. no. Just my own amusement, um, I put that clip on YouTube and mum said I had a meltdown. And most of the comments were what you might expect. There was pretentious stuff like, Mary, bitterness is the mortar that holds together the bricks of envy in the house of jealousy. Yeah, me neither. Uh, <laughs> but this is my favourite for a cheer simplicity and also facts and caps locks. You know, she's really, really angry. Mary Burke, you disgust me. You disgust me. You're nothing but an ignorant fuck puddle. <laughs> now, I don't know what a fuck puddle is, Edinburgh, but I do know if I ever have a band, I'm going to call it Mary Burke and the Ignorant Fuck Puddles. <laughs> and we'll do songs like, please don't run me over in your black Range Rover because your spatial awareness is fucking appalling. <laughs> Isn't it terrible when a black Range Rover parks too close to your car and your keys get covered in paint? I did some gigs in the States, she said, because I have no segues. And it's, uh, it's very odd, because the American comics are constantly bigging themselves up. The self-promotion is relentless. And so before a comedian goes on stage, they'll always give the compare a list of every single thing they've ever done in their entire career, which you'd never do over here, because people would think you're a dick. Let's <laughs> get these huge, long intros. Ladies and gentlemen, our next act has just finished doing a move with Robert De Niro and Jennifer Aniston. You may see him on HBO, Law & Order, and CSI Miami. His autobiography has gone straight to the top New York Times bestseller list, and his live album is Canyon and One Night Tunes. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Joey Bishop. And the audience go crazy, you know why? Because that's an impressive CV. I'm sitting backstage in Manhattan mortified, because I have nothing. But I thought, I'll be damned if I let New York know that. So this is the introduction I gave to the compere. Would you like to hear it? Okay, now for this next bit, we have to pretend we're not in a room in Edinburgh. We're in a comedy club in Midtown Manhattan. And the entire front row is full of US Marines who've just returned from Iraq. And they've been drinking since four o'clock in the afternoon. And they're absolutely wrecked. But the bouncers are too afraid to throw them out because they're well-trained killing machines. Although surprisingly skilled and sensitive lovers, as I discovered later on that evening. <laughs> How are you guys doing? You guys having a good time? So this is my introduction. Our next act has appeared frequently on UK television. She's recently won a BAFTA for her stunning performance as the crack-addicted prostitute on the groundbreaking Scottish drama, Balamori. Her first novel, based on the life of Amanda Holden, which is entitled, I Fucked My Way to the Middle, is <laughs> currently on the Amazon Top 10, and she's also on the Mercury Prize for her debut on Doc Cotton Service Wash. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Miss Mary Burke and the audience go mental. <laughs> Been lovely, thank you, bye-bye. Mary Burke. Honestly, she was brilliant. The darling of last year's Olympic TV coverage, our next guest's glossy looks and impressive masculine frame can now be seen regularly gracing our TV screens. Sadly, I'm not talking about Claire Balding. Um, <laughs> it's the star of QI, Channel 4's Last Leg and 8 Out of 10 Cats. Please welcome on stage now to the show, Josh Widdicombe. <laughs> 
I spilt tea on the stage. Yeah, it's not just like the way you just uh, left it there and expect someone else to clean it up. That is now a health hazard. <laughs> okay. Do you want me to clean it up? Mark Thomas or someone else could slip on that. Who the hell do you think you are? Sorry, yeah, I've just been spilling tea all over Edinburgh. Yeah. What a big shot. Uh, well done, The Last Leg. It's a, it's a, oh, it's a cracking you. show. I love it. It's, it's... Do many of you see The Last Leg? Yeah. It's a really good show. It's yeah. really fun to do. It's, um, when I was first approached to do it, it was like they said, um, we're thinking of doing a late night show on Moor 4 for the Paralympics with Adam Hills. We don't really know what it's going to be. And I thought, worst case scenario, I get to go to the Paralympics. And I'm not disabled. Adam and Alex are both disabled. Yeah. And I think my role um, became that of someone who was finding out about the Paralympics and yeah. disability. And do you think, you know, we're here at the, you know, one of the most amazing arts festivals, comedy and arts festivals in the world. Do you think that comedy can make a difference? Yeah, I definitely do. I'd say it doesn't have to. Yeah. Tim Vine, I don't think he's changing the politics of Britain, but he's really funny. So, <laughs> firstly, I, I'd like it to be funny, but definitely, yeah. yeah. Great, OK, well, Josh is going to stick around. No offence to Tim Vine, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Mark Thomas and Jason Byrne are still to come, and keep listening all the way to the end to find out how you can help Amnesty International. Uh, let's get another brilliant comedian on stage now. Uh, he's an Australian absurdist, a philosopher, a joke writer, and thankfully also a stand-up comedian. Please welcome Benny Boot. All right, let's kick this puppy in the guts. <laughs> I live in West London in, in a flat with five mates, and we live at number 12 High Street. And sometimes what we like to do is we like to ring up Domino's Pizza and each place separate orders. But then we each ask for our order to be delivered to 13 High Street, which is the building across the road, which is Pizza Hut. <laughs> And then we all go up onto the veranda, wait 30 minutes for the six strong Domino's crew to rock up onto the Pizza Hut turf and watch the epic turf war kick off. <laughs> what the hell are you guys doing here? And that's when I yell out to my mate Carl, I go, Carl, now press play on the CD player. And we play the West Side Story soundtrack. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever seen West Side Story, but when you add pizzas, it shitloads better. <laughs> I like to go into my local supermarket about once a week and I'll buy a banana and then I take that banana home and then I get the banana and I make a small incision into that banana and then I squeeze out all of that banana out of the small incision and then I get a little handwritten note and I push it into the banana shell and then I take that banana and I sneak him back into the supermarket and I put him back with all the other bananas and then someone buys that banana and takes it home but when they peel it there's just a note inside that says, you'll never catch me alive. <laughs> I've gone to Jamaica. Don't bother looking for me, I've changed my identity. I'm fucking skinless now. <laughs> I've never ever found a needle in a haystack. But one time I did find a heroin junkie in my barn. <laughs> And I shook him awake. I was like, dude, you gotta stop discarding your needles in my hay. They're difficult to locate. <laughs> he then jumped up and started rummaging through my hay. I was like, what the hell are you doing, dude? He goes, I'm trying to find your needle in a haystack. I was like, well, good luck with that. That's like trying to, f that's hard. <laughs> I like, I always have to use mirrors in my bedroom when I'm having sex. And what I'll do is I'll set up a big giant mirror right beside my bed, slightly angled down. So when I'm making, Sweet love to a girl, I can just 
glance over every now and again and check under the bed for monsters. <laughs> because that's when you're at your most vulnerable, when you're naked in the throes of passion. I can't think of anything more scary than a monster jumping out and laughing at me. <laughs> Why do birds suddenly appear every time you are near? That's a beautiful love lyric. Except it doesn't specify what type of bird. <laughs> I don't want to be sitting in a cafe in the middle of a city and all of a sudden go, oh shit, the amount of chickens is increasing greatly. Charlotte must be about. <laughs> hey, Charlotte. It's good you brought them chickens with you. Ah, anyway, my name's Teddy Good night. <laughs> Okay, next a man who instigated a one million pound clean-up in Sellafield, who made one of the most powerful corporations in the world repay one million in tax, and who walked the entire length of the Israeli separation barrier and made friends on both sides. Comedian, writer, activist, general force of nature, it is the one and only Mark Thomas. Afternoon. Mark, thank you very much for coming on the show. That's a pleasure. What number Edinburgh is this for you then? How many years? I don't know. <laughs> I seriously don't know. I've done lots. What's the most interesting thing you've seen so far? If you could recommend one thing for people up here this year. The events. Yep. The events is a play on at the Traverse and it's a truly, truly great show. I just went to see it this morning. Absolutely fantastic. It is a show and exploration about uh, an event similar to those that happened in Norway with the mass killings. It's just a very, very beautiful and powerful show and they have a choir each time. There's different choirs come in. It's just absolutely brilliant. This is my first time ever performing up here at the Fringe, right? And one thing that I've been blown away by is, um, is the real broad uh, range of people here. I, I go, obviously, for my job, I go to a lot of music festivals and you see the same kind of people there. Um, but the, the atmosphere at the Fringe is incredible because there's people of all ages here. Going to see all kinds of different shows, like the ones you're talking about. And you see people like Tim Vine and Josh, and then you see people like Giles Brandreth uh, having a fantastic No, you don't concert. see people like Giles Brandreth. <laughs> for God's sake, he's a fucking Tory. What are you talking about? <laughs> for fuck's sake, he was involved in all the repressive legislation. You don't go and see someone like him. You slap him and then you say, Never come back until you've apologised. <laughs> and also, he runs a fucking teddy bear hospital. What a twat! <laughs> I, I wondered at what point today, right, Mark was going to kick off about something. There's so much in the world that he's going to go berserk on. Oh come on! You've got Charles, Charles Randolph. Bang! We're off. That's a naught to sixty. That one. But Mark, have you ever watched a one show? Who do you go to if you need an item about the hat fair, Giles? <laughs> I've never watched the one show. <laughs> <laughs> OK. And well, tell us about your show this year. The show's called 100 Acts of Minor Descent, and it's quite an arty little show, cos what I have to do is I have to commit 100 Acts of Minor Descent, and it, it takes place between the 13th of May 2013 and finishes 13th of May 2014, stroke of midnight. If I complete my 100 Acts of Minor Descent, I do one performance detailing and documenting all 100 Acts, and one only on the 14th of May. If I fail! In my 100 acts of minor descent, I've decided that I should have a forfeit, something that would involve a humiliating loss of dignity and something that would make me, you know, that I would balk at doing. You go and see Giles Brandreth. No, 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 it's worse. <laughs> it's worse. If I fail to commit 100 acts of minor descent in the space of a year, I will donate £1,000 to UKIP. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> That's certainly a motivating challenge. I should say, if it gets to Act 99, I talked to my wife like this, she said, what are you going to do if you don't... If, are you really going to pay the money? If you've got 99 acts that you've committed, but haven't quite got to the 100th, what are you going to do? I said, I'm going to write a cheque to UKIP for £1,000, and I'm going to use it our joint account, which has got 50 quid in it. <laughs> Can you imagine? The faces at UKIP when a cheque for £1,000 turns up with your name on it. That's <laughs> and then bounces. <laughs> but that could be your 100th act. That will act. be the 100th act. It will bounce. A dodgy cheque. Check. Yeah. Give us an example, then. What are some of the acts of minor acts of dissent that you've done? One of the acts that we did was um, in Hyde Park in London, um, the, one year after the Olympics, uh, and you should do something about this on your television show, one year after the Olympics, they have introduced charges for people to play sport in certain areas of Hyde Park. Uh, so Royal Park, and you're now being asked to pay a private company uh, to play softball in Hyde Park. And so we spoke to the company and said, is this for all sports? And they said, any league or championship sport we will charge. So I organised with the softball players the world's first ever What's the time, Mr. Wolf? Competitive <laughs> championship, <laughs> and said, right, come and come and come on, come and come and get the money. They didn't get the money, so uh, in September, when I get back home, we are organising the world's first competitive championship, stick in the mud, <laughs> and everyone is welcome. Oh, that sounds brilliant, Mark. <laughs> you think you're going to do it? You do the 100? I think I, I, I stand a good chance because I'm the person who counts what counts as an act. <laughs> <laughs> Is being a dictator one of them? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> you got, because I count my own act. Yes. I'm a dictator. <laughs> Seriously, Amnesty need to spend some time with you in a room. <laughs> <laughs> and Charles Brandreth. <laughs> <laughs> so, a couple of years ago, 2001, you might not know, sir, Mark was the uh, first comedian uh, ever to be shortlisted for the Amnesty International Freedom of Expression Award, which is a big honour, uh, here at the Edinburgh Fringe. I wonder if you could nominate someone who you think will be, uh, should get a Freedom of Expression Award. Someone like the Belarus Free Theatre would be a great... Yeah. Uh, because Belarus Free Theatre, I don't know if you know this, they've got a great show that's up here, and it's called Trash Cuisine, uh, and it's about death penalty, and it's a really, really interesting show. They've done loads of really great stuff, and they are proper, proper dissident performers because Belarus is the last dictatorship in Europe and when they perform they, they first they, the first they noticed something was odd when they, they they'd got a good track record of performing in theatres in Belarus and they went with a show about suicide and all the theatres turned them down and when they said why are you turning down our theatre they said because suicide doesn't exist in Belarus and everyone is happy and so they suddenly found themselves ostracised so they started to do guerrilla and rogue performances. So if you want to see the Belarus Free Theatre in Belarus, you phone up and you leave your number and people will phone you and say, turn up at the street corner or turn up here and you go and see it in apartments and in flats or in disused warehouses or in the woods and that's the only way they can run their gigs and the actors are persecuted, they're often banged up and they're locked up uh, and they're absolutely remarkable at standing up for freedom of expression. They are, they are the embodiment of that award and so I'd give it to them. Mark needs to run for office, doesn't he? Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> that was so well said. Uh, Mark, thank you very much for coming on today. That's Please, a pleasure. Mark Thomas. <laughs> Up now then, uh, Mr Edinburgh, uh, selling out the biggest room in town every night. He holds the record for the most tickets sold by anyone ever at the Fringe. It is Jason Byrne. Hello. Oh. Geez, I'm glad I'm here when Mark's gone. <laughs> <laughs> There's just no competing with that. 
So is this like your 18th year at the, at the Yeah, oh my God, 18 years in a row. Brilliant festival. And it's, oh, do you know what when Mark was saying when you go around, just go to stuff, like take a mm. chance? And you've got to go to the, like try and find uh, a really posh play full of rich kids, and they're normally rubbish plays, right? <laughs> but they're the best fun ever. You never see anything so bad in your life. I seen a play once, I went to with friends of mine, and it was about uh, lesbians. And uh, it was two, uh, two lesbians who were actresses pretending to be lesbians, which is, you know, it's not, that's quite good fun. And, uh, <laughs> but they were doing a scene on a beach, and now most of the people in the audience, I think, were their parents, because they had that kind of, you know, that kind of guardianness about them. <laughs> so <laughs> they're all sitting there going, our oh, children are here, going to do a play, hooray, we paid for it, it doesn't matter. And the two ladies were at the front, and they were doing a scene on a beach. And first, my, myself and my friends were trying not to laugh because the acting is so bad, right? And they're, going, and they're going, we must do our first kiss now. Yes, on a beach. Yes, on the beach. But what was brilliant was there was about 20 people behind them holding hands, like the other actors, pretending to be the waves. <laughs> And like they were a just, school play. Yeah, they were going towards them and walking backwards. And they were going like this. They were going, I wish, 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 wish. I wish, 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 wish. I wish, 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 wish. And they were going, this is our first kiss, our first lesbian kiss on a beach. We are isolated. It's so beautiful. I wish, 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 wish. I wish, 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 wish. I mean, that's what Edinburgh's about. It's brilliant to find things like that. Sometimes, do you uh, ever have a night that is tough and there is a tough crowd? Or you, have you got enough experience now where you can kind of get through that and... I don't think you get too many tough crowds at the early gigs, do you, Josh? I mean, I, they're I, normally fine. Friday and Saturday can be a bit... Today we're quite early, so these guys... Yeah, no, these guys aren't pissed, gone already. are they? No. At a midday amnesty gig. <laughs> I know, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> have a few Jaeger bombs before we go to the amnesty yeah. gig. <laughs> One of my best memories here, though, of a late-night gig, which was, which was dead rough, was... Uh, I, OK, so I was up here in the Dome, and it was about half two, and I came on stage, and I was talking to a guy in the front row, and uh, he's, I said, what do you do? And he was going, I'm a cyclist. And I went, uh, are you? I went, yeah, I went, no, you're not. And at the very, now, this is, this is about ten years ago, maybe longer, and the guy at the back went, that's Chris Hoy, right? <laughs> <laughs> and I went, Chris who? What? So nobody really knew him then, apart from the Scottish, because you know the way you cling on to everybody that's Scottish and you make sure you know them when they're born, even if they're... <laughs> so they went, Chris Hoy. I went, no, he's not a cyclist. They went, going, he's a cyclist, right? And I went, are you? And he goes, yeah, yeah. And I says, uh, I says, come on up here a second. And he got up on the stage and uh, stood beside me. And I went, are you really a cyclist? I said, like what, like Tour de France? He goes, he was going, no, no, I didn't stack all circles, 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 like that, right? So we, he's actually Flemish, who knew? Oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah, the circles, circles, anyway. <laughs> And then he's, I said, really? And he went, oh, there's only one way to prove this. And I went, well, and he took his trousers down and you're going to see the size of his legs. <laughs> they were like mountains. The women just went mental. <laughs> I've never seen women scream. Like it was like down and they went, oh, look at that. Like literally you could cycle little bikes on his legs. <laughs> you can have Tour de Chris. Hey, listen, just quickly, then, tell us about the sitcom. So you've got a brand new sitcom coming out in yeah, September. Yeah, yeah, it'll be on BBC One mid-September. Uh, it's called Father Figure. Uh, I've watched it a lot now, so it's not funny anymore. Uh, <laughs> but this, not, is, this is your own sitcom? Yeah, I wrote it and I'm in it. I mean, it's the best way. If anybody wants to get it on the BBC in their own show, you've got to write it yourself, because you just cast yourself then. So uh, and the auditions were tough. <laughs> 
Because I had to keep sitting down in front of myself and then getting up in front of myself and then having a little talk to myself about, hmm, I think he's right. Is he okay? I don't know. <laughs> then I had to leave the room so I could have a chat with myself. And then I came back in and went, you've got the job. Jason Byrne, thank you very much. Uh, all that remains for me to do is thank all of our guests today. Josh Widdicombe. Yeah. Mark Thomas. Yeah. Mary Burke. Benny Boots. Jason Byrne. Uh, let's have some sketch comedy to close today's show. Uh, hugely talented improv stars of the Fringe since 2012. We snatched them from their sellout show just for you. Please welcome The Noise Next Door. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Are we all well? Excellent, lovely to see you. We are The Noise Next Door, and everything we do is completely made up on the spot. Can I get an ooh? Good, excited. We need one person. Can someone please point at a lady? We need a lady pointed at. This lady here is being pointed at there. Uh, let's have a round of applause. She's going to join us on stage. Here she comes. <laughs> Lovely lady, please join us. Hello. Uh, and what's your name, darling? Bethan. This is Bethan. Bethan, this is Bethan. Everyone say hello, Bethan. Bethan, you can take a seat, my dear. Take a seat. Excellent. Uh, Bethan, we're going to get to know her. Bethan, what do you do for a living? What's your job? I'm in Administrator. An administrator for what? A special school. Uh, an administrator for a special school. Fantastic. Uh, do you have any hobbies outside of your job? What do you do for fun, Bethan? Drumming. Drumming. Excellent. Very keen. Uh, likes drumming. Is there anything you don't like? Maybe a fear of yours? Spiders. Spiders. One last question, my love. Is there a country in the world you'd like to go to one day? Some country you'd like to visit? Japan. Japan is fantastic. Ladies and gents, this is Bethan. Bethan, this is your... Boy band love song. Yeah, 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 come on now, baby. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Well, you work in a special school, and that sounds pretty swell. But if I take the piss out of that, then I'm going straight to hell. Oh, yes, now, baby girl, I love you, you'll play the part. But, Bethan, let's be honest, you're the one who's special in my heart. Drum kids, you do it to perfection. Yeah, yeah, I want yeah. to show you how much I love you with a symbol of affection. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And pretty baby girl, you know it keeps you fit. Yeah, well, yeah, think yeah. of my body as a drum kit. I want you to beat it. If you swallow me like a spider, uh, yes, I know it's true. I'll Ooh. wriggle and jiggle inside ya. So in love with you. If you swallow me like a spider, I'll wriggle and jiggle inside you, baby. Oh, she's Bethan, and yes, I know she cares Cause she's go begging, cause she can drum my snares That is right, don't like the spiders, I know she'll adore me Come get stuck in the bath with me, cause I've got a creepy crawly Baby girl, I've got a plan, I'm gonna take you down to Japan Please don't sit there and look so bored, or impale you on my samurai sword Yeah, that's right, it's a thriller, I'm gonna trample on you like I'm Godzilla One more thing, yeah, you quite a cutie, I'm gonna eat you raw like a plate of sushi Swallow me like a spider, is your the biggest wish I'll wriggle and jiggle inside your heart If you swallow me like a spider, I'll jiggle inside ya. Inside ya. Look at me with spider eyes Cause you keep on staring at my flies I will not hide you Strap in for the key change, yeah The key change, yeah If you swallow me like a spider Swallow me down, wriggle 
You've just been listening to Free Comedy, courtesy of Amnesty International. Please make a donation to our vital work. My name is Tom Davis and I'm a campaigner in Amnesty's Human Rights Defenders Programme. I've worked at Amnesty for eight years. That means I work with people across the world who are fighting for their rights and face daily threats, intimidation and brutality for wanting to do the things that we take for granted, such as speaking out for what we believe in. For example, at the moment I'm working with a group called Women of Zimbabwe Arise, who are regularly beaten and arrested for standing up for their rights. Their leader, Jenny Williams, has been arrested nearly 50 times simply for leading peaceful protests. I do this because it's amazing to know that my actions here in the UK can increase the safety of someone as far away as Zimbabwe. To find out more about my work and Amnesty, then just go to amnesty.org.uk and please donate £5 by texting JUSTICE and your full name to 70505. Thank you.